I'm Judy Carter, and this is the Power Purpose Podcast, where we explore how to live a purposeful life and how creative people like yourself can make a living doing what you love doing. And, you know, a lot of people have a gap. Creative people have a gap between where they're at and where they want to be, mm-hmm. right? And and it gets very, very frustrating and aggravating. And how do I start getting paid? Yeah. And oh, an entire industry has, you know, come up for these people. Yeah. And and we have like actors and comics and speakers and and people who really are trying to figure out how to. Um, get their message out there, how to get gigs, um, be very susceptible to these, to reach out and grab a shiny object because this is going to be the thing that's Mm. going to get me where I want to go. And and, and quickly. And quickly. That's the big big thing. I, you know, for me, I really wanted to do this episode because in my opinion, the shiny object syndrome, the magic pill, the shortcut is the most dangerous thing when it comes to creative work or finding your purpose. Okay, Jason, I can tell how into it. If oh. you were seeing him, he's pointing with yeah, a stiff no. hand. He's like, like, yeah. More dreams have been destroyed by the magic pill, the shiny object, the shortcut than drug addiction, then... (laughs) no, Oh, absolutely. Because here's the thing about the the shiny object syndrome. I'm just going to call it one thing from now on because I could just keep labeling all of it. The biggest problem with the shiny object syndrome is that it is a self-fulfilling prophecy of fake progress. So... Every time you go after, oh, this thing's going to help me get 5,000 new leads. This thing's going to help me get more paid gigs. This And it's going to do it immediately. I don't have to wait. I don't have to work. It's this secret calculation, this magical sauce. Every time you do one and it blows up in your face, there's always another one that says, hey, that doesn't work, but this one does. And you get on that treadmill and you just keep running and running and running and running until you die, (laughs) basically. The dream never gets served. The work never gets done. But, uh, you know, uh, you and you start mistaking movement with progress. Well, I did this program, and it said I'd be a, a working headlining comic in 10 days. You know, they, <laughs> this one said I'd be, you know, uh, have six-pack abs in 48 hours. Or- so you feel you're on purpose because you're paying other people to take you by the hand and lead you down this road. And in reality, none of the times do they ever take you by the hand. They're standing at the front of the path, pointing down, going, yeah, you just go right down there, but you got to pay me first. You pay them, you walk down the path, and there's nothing there. And then when you go back to get your money, that guy's gone, or it's a different guy. You know? Yeah. And, but 
when you go back, there's another guy standing in another path going, oh, did you fall for that? Oh, no, 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 that's bad. You need to take a trip down my path. Now pay me first and then go, you know, it's just all of these toll bridges that lead nowhere. And because you're actually doing something, because you're paying someone for something, because you're going down the path, you feel like you're progressing. You feel like you're making things happen. And in reality, you are doing the worst job of standing still anyone could ever do. <laughs> the worst job of standing still. Um, and, and, and I see this so much. And it breaks my heart because there are a lot of incredibly talented people. And I've had actor friends who've gone down this path. I've had writing friends, producing friends, people who run companies very similar to mine lose everything they have including their passion because all they did was Who's, go what do you mean losing everything you have what are you talking about because you're not talking about just taking a class that promises you know mm. you're going to get your book published yeah no no i'm talking about that's all you do all you do is look for the shortcut all you do is look for the magic pill all you do is look for the shiny object and go ooh, that one next ooh, that one next ooh, that one next and if you would put one-tenth of the energy you spent doing all of these things that promise these super fast, quick results into just doing your work, creating your own plan and setting your own path, you would be 100,000 miles ahead. But you keep tricking yourself. You say, oh, well, I, you know, I did this program because they said they would have me doing blank by two weeks, by one day, by this and that. And you bought into that lie You and and, it, and you probably did a bunch of work and you probably paid a ton of money and you got conned, okay? But you get out of that con and instead of going, you know what, I should stop doing this shiny object. I should stop thinking there's a shortcut to this. I just need to buckle down and do the work yeah, I need to we do. Did, we did a webinar last night on um, how to get, uh, free gigs, you know, speaking gigs mm -hmm. to lead that will lead to paying gigs. And I decided the very beginning, and I know this is, um, you know, not popular to do, mm -hmm. but I said, how much time are you willing to put into your speaking career? Okay. Oh. So at the beginning, I had everybody take a poll and I said, you're willing to spend like one hour a week, you yeah. know, two to three hours a week. Can you spend one hour a day? Can you spend three hours every day, mm -hmm. right? Can you do what is necessary? And, um, you know, some people had two hours a week. Yeah. Some people were like, I'll do whatever I can, or some people three hours yeah. a day. But here's the thing. You can, you can give people all the information they need because I know when I'm working in um, my speaking university and helping people and some people really succeed and some people don't do anything and it's that they don't want to do anything mm. they're not going to put in the time and and I know time is is valuable <laughs> so many video games to do yeah exactly. <laughs> very addicting <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and but if you actually say okay three hours a day or two hours a day that's that's an awful lot of time mm -hmm. and people don't want to do it they want to know no I need to do this quickly I'm working with um, somebody who said she was very aggravated and she said you know in this you know creative thing and she's a doctor and she said medical school is really easy 
much easier because I go to medical school. They tell you you have to take these courses. This is going to take several years, and this takes several years. Mm -hmm. And then here's your job, and this is what you do. And it's a very linear progression. Linear and time-stamped progression. It's going to take this time, this thing is going to happen here, and then you go immediately to this next step. And it's very controlled. Yes. And so she was very aggravated about, I need to have that kind of program. Well, Mm -hmm. I need a linear program, right? But when we're talking about writing a book, doing stand-up, doing storytelling, uh, being creative, putting your art Mm -hmm. out there, I mean, Van Gogh, he did all these paintings. He had a good work ethic schedule. He did it and he didn't make a penny. And now his paintings are selling for billions of dollars. Mm -hmm. There's People, you know, the problem I think is, is, is so many other occupations are regulated. Yes. Isn't that it? I mean, they're regulated and anything that seems is not regulated. Anybody could promise anything Anything. Mm. become that shiny object. I mean, we certainly see that in the uh, weight loss. Oh, yeah. Field. And the, and this is happens with every, all the fields, health, wealth and relationships. Everybody's got a thing that says they can make you blank by this blank date. And the time is so short. You're like, of course, I'll pay whatever it takes. You know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, I don't <laughs> I don't like to bring him up too much, but this is another fitting example. Uh, Gary Vaynerchuk talks about if you are not willing to do something for 18 months, you're not willing to do it. So. If someone said, I want to get fit, if you're not willing to work out for 18 months, then you're not, you don't want to get fit. You know, you don't, you don't actually really want that because you're not willing to put the time in. Now, that may seem as an arbitrary number, and it could be. I like to follow that because I like to say, okay, would I commit 18 months to this? If the answer is yes, then I, th- that means it's something I really want. But if I go, that would suck after the second month. You know, I wouldn't want to, you know, I don't want to wait that long or whatever. Well, if I don't want to wait, that means I don't really want it that much. So shiny objects can be not just somebody um, um, that you're paying who's promising something Mm -hmm. that they can't deliver. It is also things that you get involved in yourself, like putting in the time. Because this is another thing, and you're absolutely right, Mm -hmm. everything like 18 months. I, You know, someone said to me, oh, you should write a book about something. Mm -hmm. And I went, oh, okay. It happened to be the editor at Simon & Schuster who wanted to publish a book. I did not want to write this book. And it took me like two years of my life. I would like that two years back. Yes. The book didn't do so well mm-hmm. because I wasn't into it. Yeah. I wasn't into it. But I said, yes, it was a shiny object. Yep. It was a big publisher. Mm-hmm. It was guaranteed publication, you know, and I was paid something for it. Yep. Right. <laughs> Not that much. But, you know. I would like those. I would like that time back, please. Exactly. Well, I get this all the time uh, when we're doing video production for clients, especially when we're doing videos about where they are the brand. It's not a product or a service, but they are the thing that's being sold. You know, uh, whether it's coaching, consulting, entertainment, whatever. And you're and doing what for them? Creating videos. So okay. creating creating promotional material, or I just usually call whatever we create for somebody just collateral. Okay. And. I, when I first started, in in my formative years of doing this, I used to tell people, 
you can, yeah, let's do it. And you can make as many notes and changes as you want for as long as you want. We'll make it happen. We won't stop until you're happy. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, and from that mentality, because in my at the time, my mentality was, well, the customer should always be right. So everything the customer wants, just do, and they'll be fine. Wrong, wrong, horribly, horribly wrong. Uh, nowadays, when I work with people who I choose to work with, who are I'm creating this similar type of content for, or one of my team members is creating, everybody gets three drafts. I don't care if you're the CEO of Home Depot. I don't care if you're the owner of Ferrari. I don't care if you're a mom and pop business that, you know, this is your last, you know, a couple grand and you just need something simple. Everybody gets three drafts. And the reason why is because in that time from the moment we've stopped shooting or the end of the production cycle into the post-production cycle, people who don't know what they want, people who don't have a clear plan, people who don't know what they actually care about, they start wandering. And suddenly they're on YouTube and suddenly they're on Vimeo and suddenly they're like, oh, I kind of like what this person did and oh, I like this thing over here and oh, da, 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 da. And this is actually a, 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 a scientific thing. You start going into a stress manipulation on your brain. So you stop looking at things, and this is true whether it's video or printed material or, or anything that you've created that's a visual medium. After you look at it three times, you are telling your brain, there is something wrong with this. Oh, is that why I hate everything that I've ever done? <laughs> exactly, yes. Well, really? Well, well, what happens is your brain is, your brain is designed to do this. Your brain will shift from a, okay, how do I get this... Because I, I don't because perfectionism is a different avenue. That, that's okay. a different problem because that's the brain saying, how do I make this better? But I don't have what I want in mind. So better is infinite. So you go down the perfectionism path. You never actually finish anything and nothing ever goes out to the world. There's another path that's even worse. It's where your brain after that third look goes, I am not I can know if I have to look at it this many times. There is something wrong. So instead of going, how do I get this done? Instead of going, how do I get this to its goal? Instead of going, how do I make this better? The only thought your brain is able to handle at that moment is, what's wrong with this? So now every time you look at that thing or watch that thing or reread that thing or re-go back to whatever it is, <laughs> your brain, you have trained your brain to always find something wrong. That is interesting because I'll do like, um, I'll have a great set mm. and I'll go like, oh my God, this is a great set. I'm so glad I got a videotape. Mm. Then I'll look at the videotape and I say, yeah, that's funny. That's funny. What's... Why did I think that was a good hairstyle? Mm -hmm. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, why did I think that was attractive? to? I can't show this. I look so fat. And it's just, I'm always looking. And, and now I miss, like, the joy of the set and the laughter mm -hmm. and what have you. And it's just like, oh, Well, gosh. you've also missed the point of why you're doing it. Yeah. You know, the whole point of you going back and rewatching a set was, OK, let's find out what worked, what didn't work, and then we'll improve upon that. That should have been ended right there. Go back, do one watch. OK, that worked, that worked. All right, that didn't really work. OK, <laughs> and I'm done. Put it away in the drawer. We have our notes. Let's move on. Yeah. But it's the let's go back and let's go back. Well, and then after that third time, it's every it's now you your mission isn't how do I get this done? It's well, what else is wrong?
Well, then the question then becomes, you know, to avoid the shiny object syndrome, mm-hmm. okay, um, and and let's assume anything you just grab for is something you want and is and you really hope this is going to get you where you need to go. Um, how do we avoid being duped and um, and wasting our time? Or is it is it a time waste? Is mm-hmm. it part of our process? I mean, I had great hopes of this memoir class I was going to take, right? Mm-hmm. Taking a memoir class. And I'm going to, you know, and it ended up, um, I didn't end up with a memoir. Yeah. I didn't. I ended up with like five hundred pages of and you know, and cut to four years, five years later, mm-hmm. a long time later. I'm reviewing some of the stuff because someone wants me to do a one-person show, and I go, "Oh, didn't I write?" And now I can like look at yeah. it and hone it. So what I thought maybe was a waste really wasn't. Mm-hmm. You know, it was. It's something. Is I mean, is it a really waste, or is it part of our journey? Is it's, it a? It depends on if 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 you do it, and then you say, "Okay, you know what? No more of this quick fix magic. I learned my lesson." You know, because you can get value out of anything. Like if you have the right mindset, you can get value out of any scam anyone mm-hmm. gives you, even if the value is I shouldn't have done that scam because that's a scam. You know, now I can recognize that as a scam in the future. You know, that's you, you learned you gained something from that. And that's a great mindset to have. It's the mindset of, ah, oh, I wanted this thing quickly and they couldn't get it for me. But they say they can do it quickly. So I'll go over there. Oh, they couldn't get it for me quickly. And are they, so I'll go over. Oh, this person says, oh, it's because I could get it quickly there. So I'll go over there. Well, what's the problem with the baseline understanding? That you're going to get it quickly. So it's the time that somebody is offering you this. It's the promise well, it's going to be quick. Well, that's, that's one thing. And the other thing, too, is you have to have a crystal clear vision of what it is that you want. Even if you do not have know all the technical aspects even even you can make this an emotional thing you can make this a visual thing you can make this a workflow thing but you have to know what you want and then you have to make the decision of am i willing to put the time in and is it worth you know me you know the feelings that i need to have when this is over when i feel them will i am i willing to accept them and be done you know what I get a lot of is, well, I don't quite know what I want. And I was like, well, then we shouldn't start filming any. Yes, that's what I've learned. I've had a lot of people want to write me to write them a speech. Mm-hmm. Right. And I and, you know, they want to pay me a lot of money. And now what I realize, because I get in situations where I accept that and then I realize they aren't an expert in their topics so mm. so now this is what i do when somebody wants it i i want you to write me a speech on this you know and it's about this and this and i go okay sounds great sounds great usually has the word dream and yeah. passion in it yeah. right <laughs> anyway so i always ask them okay what are your takeaways mm. like what's what this is what we speakers call content what mm. is your content what is your steps that you've worked out that you can teach it so then they'll give me steps like live your passion is step uh, one. Yeah. And I'm going like, well, what if you don't know what your passion is? How do you do that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. So so then I realize they don't really 
um, have they don't have a way to teach it to write yeah. enough to write a speech. So I don't do that anymore because I can't write a speech that's based on bumper stickers. Yeah, exactly. Well, and the other thing too is. So the reason they came to you was probably someone said, hey, you know what? If you went really want to get X, you should be a speaker, you know, because speakers is being a speaker will help you get X, Y and Z. It'll help you sell your book. Yeah. Or your product or your business services. Oh, well, I'm not going to put the work in to write a speech. So maybe I can find someone who can knock this thing out for me easy and then I'll just say it. Oh, well, now it's well, since you didn't do the work to write the speech, your speech is bunk. It's not a real thing. Yeah. But now you're trying to pay someone to do something. The you know the thing that you wanted was never defined. It was never laid out. You never identified with it and made it a part of your identity or your purpose. Ah. Uh. And because of that, it's always going to be bad. No one is ever going to be able to fix a vision that doesn't exist or create <laughs> a dream that that was never written down. You know, it's just it's never going to happen. Um, and you get people who are like, well, I'll know it when I see it. And I'm like, well, then you don't you don't yeah. know it. You, you don't, don't know it. You're <laughs> so you're so right. You're you're you have to have a vision that you've spent some time exactly. living thinking and you know i have and a new, documenting and documenting like i have a new thing that i've been telling my clients which is um um i have a client who wants to talk on how physicians are killing themselves mm, right okay and uh, the, the physicians apparently are not if they check a box that they've had treatment for depression mm -hmm. It impairs their career, so people are doctors aren't treated, and there's a high rate of suicide. And I think it's really great. And she wants to talk about it. And she's done a lot of speech. She's got pain. It's all great. But then I went, well, if you're really into this, why aren't you interviewing people and doing a podcast on it? Why aren't you blogging about it? Why aren't you putting information? Why aren't you looking and researching? What? I mean, I just then I started to realize she's not really upset. She wants to speak because she likes people laughing. Yeah, she wants attention. And she wants the attention. Yeah. So, okay, this is the discernment. Mm -hmm. This is this is because we've said in this po podcast over and over and over again, your purpose is defined by the gift you give to others. Mm -hmm. Your purpose is something to give away yes. to others. Mm -hmm. So if you are doing something to get right mm. to get then it could be wobbly yes. it could not work it could you could have shiny object syndrome this mm. is going to get me from here to there yeah right the the fuel in the car that will get you from here to there is that you are you are on purpose and you're living your purpose you know you are you are giving to others what mm. are you what are you giving to others and what are you giving to others and would you be willing to still give that to others if you got nothing in return? If you were able, if you said, if this was truly my purpose, you know, let's say, you know, you know, if you go back to earlier episodes, we talk about, you know, a lot of purposes derived from things that happened in childhood and that kind of stuff. And let's say from your experiences, you want to make people laugh. Because in your home it was forbidden or it was something that they, and you, you never really got to feel that as joy. So maybe your joy now is I like to make kids laugh because there's a lot of kids who are suffering and they need, you know, they need to be entertained and enjoy. 
would you be willing to go out and entertain a bunch of kids even if it meant you didn't get paid that day? Does that purpose mean that much to you to do that, to not get anything in return, to give solely and not receive? If the answer is yes, you're probably on point. Yes, and that's why when people ask me, do I have talent? Should I do stand-up? Should I continue on? I say no. Because if you have to ask me, yes, then you shouldn't do it. Because when you are on purpose, you don't need the shiny objects. You just need, you know, that that thing in you that you have to do it. Mm -hmm. This is what you do, and you're not just funny on stage. And 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 it is now. In all honesty, it is a skill. You know, it is a skill to not look at all the stuff that's all the promises and all the cons that are around you. Because if you're on social media, if you're driving your car down the road, everything is a promise of an easy answer. Everything is a promise of a shortcut and and, and a magic pill. Everything is. That's how they it's. If if it didn't work on people, they wouldn't be using it as a methodology. Absolutely. And I just want to say shiny objects where you buy into the pitch you know, we all need mem- mentors. Mm-hmm. We all need coaching. Nobody ever gets extremely successful by themselves. Mm-hmm. But the most important thing you need to do is does this person resonate with you mm-hmm. on some level? You know how you meet somebody and, yep. and, and you feel smarter with them? You feel funnier with them? Mm-hmm. You feel like you're more you when you're with them. Yep. Somehow, something about this person gives you permission to be everything that you are. Mm-hmm. Then that's not a shiny object. Yes. That's somebody who maybe you need to have on your team. Exactly. To work with you. And that's, the, that's another big difference mm-hmm. is that people put themselves in this is the guru who's going to teach me and get me to where I want to go and what the problem with that is you've disempowered yourself Mm. because when you say this is the way to do it through this person or this program or this thing you take a little from everybody yeah a little from everyone and in the end you follow your heart yeah so let's so assignment wise Uh, One thing that I, you know, to help you build up this skill, to build up this armor of not saying, oh, I don't, you know, because they can they can be really sexy in their advertising of how to get you to do a thing. You know, car commercials are notorious for this of just showing you, hey, if you buy this thing, suddenly your wife is going to like you more or something, you know, or your kids will respect you or, you know, some ridiculous thing that no physical object could ever do. Um one of the ways that can really help is if you, and we've talked about this before, create a plan that is just for you, something you're going to do from beginning to end that you refuse to allow to have any outside influence on. So I am going to, if I'm an artist, I'm going to go and, 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 go take some, or let's say yeah, I'm a photographer. I'm going to go out and take some, some photography work today. I'm not going to first jump on Google and go coolest photos of 2018 and then go, I'm going to mimic that. Oh, he did a thing with a cactus. I got to go find a cactus, you know, that kind of thing, which is what most people do. Just take the time, even if it takes, and it'll take a while for you to sit down and think and say, what's something I really want to create 
regardless of any other audience, regardless of any other interpretation, regardless of anything, whether it's going to make me money, lose money. What is it something I want to say or do that I can do in, I don't know, let's say two weeks, something I can I can make happen in two weeks to where I refuse, this thing is now under my protection to be influenced by anything shiny, anything new. Because the moment you start thinking about something you want to do, you know, naturally you may want to go, well, maybe I should Google how to do, or maybe what I should see what's popular with that. Or maybe I should do that. And you're going to start, and then that's going to start. And you've lost your original You've vision. lost your purpose for doing it. You've yes. lost the, the meaning behind it. So put something in a silo and say, I'm doing this from start to finish. You know, if it's Monday, two Mondays from now, this is going to be done. And I'm not going to let it be influenced by anything else except for what I have decided is my Yeah, purpose. and it could be anything like your own diet plan. Yeah, it would be your own diet plan. It could literally be, say, I'm going to meditate for one minute a day, you know, or something very simple. And I'm not going to go and look up how to meditate. I'm not going to go and try to find a thing. I am just going to do this one thing. That is so, because it's really about respecting you and your talent and, you know, I I was I started as an actress and I like got into a lot of stuff and interviewed I mean got aud auditioned by Norman Lear and you know and 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 then I took an acting class and they told me how to do it and it totally disengaged the way I did it and then I stopped getting parts. Yeah. Right? Because we all have a natural instinct on how to do something. Mm -hmm. And before you go ask somebody else how to do it, mm -hmm. see what your way of doing it is. If you would like to learn more about turning your purpose into a career, go to themessageofyou.com where I'll give you free access to my online course. Click the button in the top banner when you get there. If you'd like to learn more about what I'm doing, then go to judycarter.com. Thanks for listening, and let's find your message and launch your career.